Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford joined by nobody this week because Noah is out of town on a road trip and everyone else has started school so no one else was available. So another episode where it's just with me. Fun. Uh, But the good news is is that, you know, finally some actual hockey going on uh, with teams with their development camps going on. So we've gotten to see some scrimmages uh going on so it's been a lot of fun for that uh you know watch both the panthers games watched a couple uh other teams and their prospects uh first thing i want to say though is the traverse city tournament right now is just unbelievably physical like and that, like that that's part of the drawback i think with some of these rookie tournaments is that there's just you know players who want to you know they're older players older prospects they want to prove themselves they're going out there Throwing, you know, throwing their bodies, laying everything on the line, um, which you know is a good mindset, I think. But you know, so, some injuries already that have occurred in some of the other rookie camps, uh, which is really you know unfortunate to see. But thankfully, nothing like that really so far uh, from the Panthers camp, at least. And they've played their first two games uh, against uh, the Hurricanes prospects, and then today against the Predators prospects. Uh, so we'll start off, we'll dive in on the first game, which um, wasn't great for most of the team. Uh, I think, you know, Carolina for most of the game, they were in control. Um, they absolutely, you know, were just throwing pucks on net, uh, really testing Spencer Knight, who for the most part I thought was excellent in this game. Uh, really everything you'd want to see from him. I know he lets in three goals, um, but he faced a ton of shots. Um, looked really, really good. His footwork, um, which we've talked about on the show a lot, is just excellent for, for a player of his size, his athleticism. And so the good news is that nothing from that game signals that he is anything, you know, that he's not ready for the season, that he's not ready to compete for, for a starting job. He looks ready. He looked really good in this one. Um, defensively, uh, bit of a mess, especially in that first game. Um, you know, giving up some chances and, you know, I think there's, there's a bit of focus, I think on some of the defensive prospects here, just because, um, looking at the Panthers depth chart on defense, water, right shot defenders, but you know, there's potential for, you know, a left shot defender to come in and potentially play some games, uh, and kind of the prospects competing for that role, uh, are, you know, John Ludwig, uh, Kierstad, who we saw play a few games last season. And then obviously Max Gilden, uh, kind of in the middle there, 22 years old, uh, played last year, I believe, for, for Bakersfield on loan. 
Um, so those are kind of, you know, those were three of the kind of players I was focusing on for, you know, these games. Um, just to see what they bring, to see if any of them really came in and looked like they were ready to play some NHL minutes. Um, to me, Kirstad, uh, maybe a little bit disappointing, just I think because the expectations were high. He's 23 years old. We saw him last year. He's a good skater, uh, but I don't know if, you know, he's ready quite yet. Like, I think he could use some time next season uh, playing down there in Charlotte. Uh, Gildan, to me, best of the three. Uh, really, really well-rounded player. Um, I watched some of Bakersfield's game last year. Um, really liked what he brought to that team, uh, and they were they were pretty solid. Uh, and then John Ludwig, uh, really interesting player, just based on career trajectory, putting up almost no offense in junior to putting up a lot of offense in junior. Um, really is kind of calling cards are just his physicality out there. He's not afraid to, to lay a hit or to, you know, go into those board battles hard. So, uh, I liked what I saw from him, but I think right now Max Gildan probably has the inside track on playing some minutes, uh, early on next season. But the other thing too, is like, it's two games, it's two games against other teams prospects. Like, you know, I want to read into it because I need content for the show. But the reality is it's two games. Uh, you're coming together pretty quickly with a lot of guys who you haven't played with much, if ever. Um, a lot of players haven't played in a long time either. So to to make wild like assumptions and predictions based on, you know, a rookie, you know, on a rookie camp and two games that we've seen so far is just uh, makes no real sense. Um but for sure, some some positives that we saw uh, throughout the weekend. I know Noah would be incredibly happy with uh, what Saran Noel did over the two games. He was one of the better players. So big, so physical. Uh, he had the two goals today against uh, Nashville. Um, just that big power forward that is kind of a mystery in this development system. Like I, I don't know if he ends up as an NHL player or if he does, how good of an NHL player. It feels like we've been talking about him for forever, but he is only 21 years old. Um, another player interesting kind of career path so far, but I'm looking forward to seeing Saran Noel full season uh, in the AHL. Uh, he shouldn't you know, have any problems adjusting to the physicality and you know the older players there um, because he is that big and that strong. Uh, so looking forward to seeing him there, and he had a really, really good uh, couple of games. Uh, same thing could be said for uh, Justin Sordiff, who my, one of my personal favorite Panthers prospects. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, his vision out there, so well-rounded, um, always on the right side of the puck. So player, like I just, I love Justin Sordiff, uh, and I really liked what I saw from from him in this tournament. Um, you know, he moves the puck so well, gets it to his teammates. Um, so really liked what I saw from him uh, so far in these these first games here. Uh, and another player who I think uh, really interested to watch this year is Grigory Denisenko. Because he, he's another player who had a really, really good camp uh, and looked good in both games. But he's at that, you know, he's he's been in the system a little while. He's 21. He's a fan. So that's about when you kind of start to get a sense for for what they might be. And he's such an interesting player because anytime you watch him play against his age group or, in, you know, in that 
players of a similar age, right, in a tournament like this, for example, he always stands out as a really, really dominant player. He's aggressive. He skates well. You can feel, you know, the intensity that he brings every shift, right? And he, he looks like a dominant player. I don't know if we, like, we haven't seen that yet at the NHL level. Um, like, I'm sure, you know, many fans probably had hoped to by now. But, so to me, yeah, this is kind of a, a make-or-break year, I think, for Grigory Denisenko in terms of if he has a really, really good year, he could have himself a really nice career. But if he can't find a way to crack into the top nine of this Panthers team, and it's a tough task because there's some really good players on this Panthers lineup. But if he can't carve out, or I'll say a consistent role, if he can't be, you know, in the lineup consistently, then, you know, then there might start to be some concerns around this player uh, in terms of if he ends up being an everyday NHL player. I think he will be. And I think that the tenacious uh, way he plays, the physicality, especially for a player of his side and his speed, are all traits that I think will make him an effective NHL player in terms of there are some players, like Grigory Denisenko is unbelievably skilled. So much skill, and that's really apparent when you watch you know, uh, these rookie games. You can see the skill that he has. There's a lot of players that have skill that don't stick at the NHL level for whatever reason. There's a lot of prospects that are, you know, kind of like Denisenko. They're a bit smaller. And if they're not going to be in the top six, they're not going to fit in well in a bottom six role uh, just because that's, you know, typically bigger, heavier players, players you want out there in big moments to kill a penalty, to win a face-off, those types of detailed players. Um, and so guys that have skill but maybe not enough skill to play in the top six or not enough opportunity – that kind of fall out. Uh, there isn't really a place from the bottom, bottom six. Denisenko, to me, the way he plays, uh, the physical uh, nature, the speed, everything like that, I think, is what will allow him to stick in the NHL. Whether that's in the top six or in the bottom six, I don't know. But I think having those traits, the details in his game, are what are going to allow him to be a long-time NHL player. Um, but I think this year is really, really important for him. We saw Owen Tippett last year, who is older than Denisenko. He took a step forward, uh, especially towards the end of last season, and you could really start to see that okay, this guy, yeah, he can be a pretty, he can be an NHL player and a pretty good one. Um, but we didn't quite get that sense from Denisenko. He only played, I think, seven games, four points, which is like it's good production. Like, it is good production from from Denisenko. Um, but I think you, I think most people want to see more from him. I think this year is going to be that that year we kind of find out is you know what is Grigory Denisenko because I don't know if we've seen the best version of him. And I think I, I expect him to come in and, and win a spot. Like I really really like Grigory Denisenko, and it is tough with the amount of players uh, and amount of forwards the Panthers have right now. Um, but this is this is an important year for his development, absolutely, and. So far in this camp, he has looked excellent, but I want to see it against NHL players, and we haven't yet, and so I'm still waiting on that, but I'm, I'm hopeful for, for Grigory Denisenko and love what I've seen from him uh, so far, uh, and hopefully that, yeah, that continues and he, he has a nice season. Uh, also want to mention Anton Lindell playing on the top line in this tournament, um, pretty much as advertised, I'd say. Um, 
doesn't you know he doesn't he's not gonna he doesn't wow you with his like skill out there he's not one of those you know slick fancy players he just goes out there and is very very effective that top line was dominant with him and uh Husko on it so I think right now everything everything looks good from Anton Lindell um I I don't know if you know if he's 100% ready to be you know a third line center at the NHL level which is kind of where he projects to be Uh, I don't know if he's ready for that yet but I think he's very very close and a lot of good signs so far from this camp and yeah again Logan Hotsko two goals today against Nashville I believe um really really nice player there um and you know I haven't really paid much attention to Logan Hotsko like I'll be honest I've not watched him much so I'm excited to to watch more of him in this upcoming season um he's again on the older side he's 22 years old so he's kind of Again, at that age where it's, are you an NHL player? Are you an AHL player? He's in that kind of limbo phase. Uh, so definitely a player I'm, I'm looking forward to keeping tabs on this year. Uh, but yeah, so far, really good rookie camp. Uh, you can tell, I think, yeah, definitely some rust and lack of chemistry in that first game versus Carolina. And then the second game coming up against uh, Nashville's prospects. Um Definitely, you could feel the team was a little bit more cohesive. Guys were under understanding where they were going to be, where their teammates were going to be a little bit better. Uh, just everything a little bit sharper. Uh, giving up as many goals as they did, though, not ideal. But you, you know, you don't have Spencer Knight in net, um, so I don't think you're you're too uh, really you know upset about that. But uh, yeah, all, all in all, like really good signs so far uh, from this camp and they have another game uh, coming on September 21st versus the Lightning's prospects uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time so I may or may not tune into that one might be busy but either way so far really just fun to to have hockey back and I believe we're 24 days away from uh, the NHL season officially starting uh, which I can't wait for and it should be a fun one. This is probably the most excited I think I've been in my lifetime for a Panthers season. So just, I just can't wait for October really at this point. Um, but yeah, the last thing I want to end off this episode with is talking a little bit about maybe some PTO candidates, looking at some free agents. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, support for this week's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. And listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That is promo code THPN. 
this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, and yeah, back to the show. All right. So PTOs, uh, professional tryout agreements. Uh, so teams bringing in some players, you know, we see them kind of this time of the off season, uh, when there's players without contracts, teams will reach out, invite them to camp, um, see, you know, how much the players got left in the tank. Cause usually it's older players, uh, and then potentially sign them to an agreement. Pretty common practice. We've seen quite a few of them, uh, 18 to be exact so far this off season, uh, Leafs have brought in former Panther Nikita Gusev and Josh Hosing, uh, Artem Anisimov going to the, the Avalanche on a tryout, uh, St. Louis going with some older vets in for a week, and James Neal. So overall, yeah, lots lots of players signing uh, PTO agreements. This is the kind of uh, yeah time of the offseason where we're going to see that. Um, and so I thought, you know, it'd be fun to kind of look around uh you know, with some free agents and see if there might be a potential fit for the Panthers uh, in terms of bringing a player in on a PTO. Um, also, we had talked uh, on a couple episodes about the Panthers potentially bringing in uh, a player like Dano Chara, uh, who I'm sure everyone's familiar with. Uh, is a you know, it's a potential fit on the back end just for a little bit more depth and obviously the experience he brings as you know a former NHL captain, a guy who's won a Stanley Cup. Uh, big physical player would have been a nice fit for the Panthers, but he goes back to the Islanders, the team that drafted him. Uh, so no longer an option, unfortunately. Uh, but regardless, there are still some, I think some interesting names out there uh, on the free agent market that could potentially, you know, help the Panthers. And there really are different ways you could go about it. If you want to go uh, with, there's a lot of veteran players out there. So, if, you know, if that's something the Panthers are looking to add and I think would be a nice thing for them to add just because um, I think that's something that might have hurt them last season in the playoffs was just the lack of experience they had. Uh, obviously, they've addressed it a little bit this offseason, bringing in uh, Joe Thornton. But I think, you know, any chance you get to bring in some more experienced players, um, players that have been around the league for a long time, um, you know, I think it can be beneficial, especially, you know, if it's a player you're not relying on. Like, if it's, you're bringing in a 36-year-old, like Travis Zajac, for example, you're not expecting them to play big minutes for it. You're not expecting them to be what they were at the prime of their career, but it's the leadership experience they have. That's really where the value is going to be. Um, unfortunately, just looking at the list of, like, free agents, there are almost no, like, veteran defensemen, left-shot defensemen that kind of fit that mold for the Panthers on the back end. Like there just really isn't that type of player out there at the moment, uh, which is unfortunate because I think that would have been a really nice ad. Someone along the lines of Zidane Chara. The only kind of couple names that come to mind would be uh, there's Sammy Vatanen, who I wouldn't really classify as, you know, a veteran playoff guy. He's got some playoff games, I believe, when he was with the Ducks. He's 30 years old. He's had some injuries, um, and his plays kind of dropped off largely because of that. But still a relatively useful—he's like still an NHL defenseman. He's 30 years old, but 
if you're bringing in Sammy Vatanen, I think it's more along the lines because you think he can contribute to their team rather than the the veteran playoff experience. If you want to go playoff experience, uh, there's Braden Colburn, who is a left shot defenseman. Uh, unlike Vatanen, 36 year old, has a Stanley Cup, I believe. Um, he was not going to give you much in terms of offense out there. Uh, he, he is he would be that you know seventh defenseman, veteran leadership type player. Um, so if that's if that's the type of player the Panthers want to add, then Braden Colburn really the only option. Um, looking at goalies, I don't know if the Panthers would want to bring in another goalie. I highly doubt it. But if you want to bring a veteran goalie, there's you know Curtis McElhaney, Devin Dubnik still out there. Guys who aren't gonna you know push you know Spencer Knight or or Sergey Bobrovsky. But should there be an injury or any concern? Uh, yeah, I think those those two like goalies like that are are relatively comp like competent. They could come in, play some minutes, um, and be somewhat effective. So if you wanted to shore up some depth, sure you could invite them. Uh, but I would say that's unlikely. Tukarask also still a free agent, but it's kind of it's Boston or nothing for that guy. So we're not even going to talk about him. Uh, up front though, some interesting veteran names: uh, Franz Nielsen. Center left wing played the last few years for Detroit on uh, like a, a huge deal. Um, Thirty seven years old, Danish I believe. So he could be you know an interesting veteran player, uh, a personal favorite veteran player who's, who's still unsigned. Who I think would be great on a PTO would be Bobby Ryan. Just just a big Bobby Ryan fan in general. I remember growing up watching him with the Ducks, some of the goals he scored. I mean, just ridiculous. The one he scores with, like, Koivu stick that was the wrong way. The one where he undresses, like, the entire National Predators team. Obviously, he's not that player anymore. Um, but I think, you know, he's, he's, he'd be a good leader for the, this young group. And he's been around the league. He's had some adversity. I think that experience, uh, I believe he, he was with the Sens when they went on that long run to the conference finals. I think there's a lot, and I think Bobby Ryan could still play. He had 14 points in 33 games last year, minus 14, but like ignore that because it was with the Red Wings. I think Bobby Ryan would be a nice fit for this Panthers team, um, just as a depth option, or even just bring him to camp as a PTO. I think would be would be really nice. Uh, I don't know if you would want to come to Florida. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, but uh, he would be an interesting option. Uh, and then one name here who I think not really so much for a veteran type player. Uh, but could be could be an interesting player to add. He's bounced around a bit. Uh, it's Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, last played with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. You may remember him uh, from that very costly turnover he had in overtime that uh, ultimately contributed to the Leafs getting bounced in the first round for like the tenth straight year. Uh, but Alex Galchenyuk, he can still put up some offense. He, he was former third overall pick. He's 27 years old, so he's not really a veteran player. Uh, and I still, I still like, I still like Galchenyuk. I think uh, he can contribute. I think Florida as a team, especially last season, showed that they're uh, they've been pretty good at getting a, a lot of value out of guys and getting the best out of their players. So I think bringing in a guy like Alex Galchenyuk, who you know has some skill, he scored 30 goals before. I think bringing him in as a depth piece could be an option. I know the Panthers loaded it forwards and you want to leave some spots uh, for potentially, you know, some of the younger players to, to push up into the lineup. 
But if you have any concerns about Dennis Sanko or Lundell or the health of any of other players, Alex Galchenyuk could be a really nice player to bring in. Uh, other veteran players, again, I mentioned him earlier, like Travis Ajak is a veteran center. Same thing with uh, a player like Eric Stolt. Like, will they come in and be like any good on the ice? Most likely not. Like, they're older, they're slower. Um, but veteran players, nonetheless, uh, still think there's a little bit of value there. Um, but overall, I think based on just going through this list of players, it is quite clear that there are not that many good options left out there. But bringing a player in on a PTO, it's a really low risk move. Uh, and it gets you the chance to, you know, evaluate the player, not just uh, iso- you know, in an isolated state, but you get to evaluate them playing alongside your other players to see if there's an actual fit before committing to the player. So I think uh, that's a really important part of it too, because, you know, in free agency, especially early on, and we've seen it and you know over the last few seasons uh, where teams they throw out these big contracts to players and then the players come in and for whatever reason they don't mesh the contract ends up being a dud it's hard to move the player gets bought out or traded in a cap dump where you have to give up picks that's just it's pretty common really and bringing a player on a PTO is literally the complete opposite of that because you're committing no money you're bringing them in you get to see them around. You you know you get to see them around the facilities, the the uh, staff around the players, how they mesh in the locker room, how they fit on the ice before you commit anything to them. Um, and I think that they can be really beneficial to a team. Uh, there's been a few in recent history that have worked out quite well for teams. So, yeah, I think absolutely uh, the Panthers should look into to doing that this off season, um, as much as. Yeah, there isn't much left out there in terms of free agents. Uh, there's still some quality options. And again, like the risk is basically nothing. Um, so it'll be interesting. We'll see. I'm sure we'll see some more PTO agreements uh, being announced in the next you know, couple weeks here before preseason, the start of the season. Uh, but I would, I, I, I would guess that the Panthers would at least bring in one player on a PTO. Who that is, though, I have no clue. But either way, fun. Uh, but yeah, for this one, uh, thanks to everyone tuning in, listening. We're going to be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Hopefully Noah will be there so that you don't have to listen to just my voice for another 30 minutes. Uh, but either way, it should be a fun episode. We might do our season uh, predictions where we predict the standings for each division. Uh, we got a couple other things lined up as well. Uh, so it should be a fun episode. Make sure you check it out. Thank you once again for tuning and listening. And we'll see you on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers.
The Panthers are back 